Did a demon lizard person eat your cat? It is a succubus sucking the life out of you. <laughs> Lucky you. Oink. Rita, the script. Fine. Does nobody believe when you tell them that you saw a thing that looked like a melted scrotum with teeth eat your doctor's brain and then become her? Then, person watching this video on your social media platform of choice, the algorithm has made you today's lucky winner. The veil between dimensions is thin and hell creatures are slipping into our world. But, like, don't stress. We've totally got it under control. Give us a call, and we'll help rid you of whatever infernal beast is making your life a living hell. Eighteen and older, please. I I will be participating in use of mature themes, drug use, sexual content, and some harsh f***ing language. Rita! What? So if a demon's got you down, give us a call at 555-420-FART. <sighs> That's not, that's not our number. Don't call that. It's nothing. Previously on Today's Lucky Winner. It's this ancient story of a woman named Judith who slayed the Assyrian general Holofernes. I attached the thingamashits to the trunk itself, and I'm hoping the magic bubble it creates means everything inside of it should come to the dreamscape too. If I give you something that my dad sent me from the camp... Could you find the hell dimension he's in and plant an artificer device there? How is he gonna do that when he's been hiding in my tummy? I realize that. And that's why we need to finish your hearing as quickly as possible so we can get you out of here and get him out of your tummy. What do you want to do now? We could kill Don Menendez. No, I, I don't think I will. I... I'm going to use Menendez for the next part of my plan. Oh, oh, Judith, no, no, no. It won't come off. Just when I think I've scrubbed it off, I find more. You're hurting yourself. It won't come off. It, 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 it won't come off. Oh, look, you've scrubbed your nails raw. That's your blood, milady. I told you when Manassas died, you are free, Ambra. You have no need to show me deference or attend to me. My problem's on my own. I show you deference, not out of duty, but out of love. I... I... I know... Manassas wasn't taken by the heat. All of the servants know. You brought him water, and then, well... He treated you all as beasts of burden. He struck Ozias with such force, and he forbade me from caring to his wounds. I... I don't know what came over me. Surely the Lord will punish me for my cruelty. What cruelty, my lady? You put a stop to the cruelty of Manassas and carried that burden for three years. And now you have saved all of Bethulia. You've saved your people, my lady. God has used your hands to smite our enemy. In that single act of violence, you have spared us all from the immeasurable cruelty that Holofernes and his legions would have wrought. You are truly an instrument of the Lord. I am no such thing. I have murdered two men, one of whom was my husband, and I have lied about it. 
You've been an instrument of the Lord's righteous anger. You told all of Bethulia when you pulled the head of Holophanes from the sackcloth. My anger oh. was my own. These men wielded power to subjugate others. Power they did not earn or deserve. It was mere chance they were born into families of wealth and station. And they treated as a divine blessing. Manassas may claim to my hand in marriage when I was still a child. My life has never been my own. These men in power think they are entitled to anything they find beautiful, and I have always had the misfortune of them finding me to be a thing of beauty. I was married to Manassas at fifteen. I had been under his thumb for seventeen years when I killed him. I was weary of my life being his, so I took his life instead. I killed him to take that power away from him. I killed him to be free. And you freed all of those Manassas oppressed, Judith. You freed me, and I choose to spend my days with you out of gratitude. You aren't understanding me, Abra. Though I am happy to have liberated you all that were his servants, your liberation was not at the forefront of my mind. I had never made a decision of my own until I made the decision to poison his wine that evening. I enjoyed it. I found that I had never enjoyed anything in my life before then, before taking his, before watching him realize what was happening as he choked on his own blood, looking up at me, finally understanding what it feels like to be powerless for the first time in his life. And when I heard Holophanes' ultimatum to Bethulia, I... <sighs> I thought that if killing my husband made me feel something, purpose or the sweet taste of justice, surely making a man the likes of General Holophanes into nothing but a powerless lamb to be slaughtered would make me feel something more... profound. These were both men who made sport of taking power from those they deemed their lessers. I delighted in taking their lives. No thought of the Lord, or whether my actions were righteous. I wanted to make right the injustice of them being born into their stations of importance. I felt the life leave their bodies, and my joy was complete. Am I an instrument of the Lord? Am I? Would he rejoice in what I've done? I, I, these thoughts of yours are, I, I must, uh, you, you must have fallen ill. <laughs> that is the source of, of these, these thoughts. Um, I will fetch a healer for you. Where do you think you're going, Abra? Please, <laughs> my lady, if you would release me, I, I shall find someone so to that what? you can... To call together the people of Bethulia and tell them of my true nature. Tell them that I must be possessed by some demon... Are you going to find the rocks you'll use when they stone me to death for murdering my husband? Please, let, let me go. You were there in Holofanes' camp with me. <laughs> I was not there for his... His, <laughs> his beheading? Yes, I, I was not in the tent. That's not what I'll tell the elders when you send them in here for me. <laughs> what would he... What do you want? I'll tell them that I found the tincture of herbs you used to poison Manassas. But I, I didn't. I don't... Uh, yes, I'll tell them. I'll tell them you're a witch and I watched you poison Holophanes too. <laughs> I'll tell them Holophanes threatened to call out to his guards because he wouldn't fall to poison so easily as Manassas. 
And I had no choice but to make his death swift so his men wouldn't destroy Bethulia in the night. I would never betray you. I, I, I was concerned you were ill, but I see I've made an error by assuming so. so I won't find a healer. May I have my leave so I might fetch you some clean water from the well? You've, you've used yours cleaning up after. And, and you've not had a meal this evening. I, I shall fetch you some bread. And oh. That would be lovely, Ombra. Thank you. Is there, um, is there anything else you need, Judith? Have you, have you eaten enough? I could... <laughs> She's going to turn you in, you know. Who... Who are you? An admirer of your work who would hate to see it cut short because this God-fearing woman lacks the stomach to kill those who would do her harm. You... You... You are a demon? You are slight of stature, yet you lift Abra as though she were an infant. Truthfully, I don't know if there is a demonic facet of my being, but the greatest part of my being is that of a woman who takes pleasure in ending the lives of cruel men. Much like you. Are you going to kill Abra? Yes. And what of me? You. You. I wish to elevate to a greater purpose. I want to make you like me, but only if you want it. I saw you kill Holophanes. You're wasting your talents here, living the life of a meek widow. If I make you like me, you can take power from men like Holophanes whenever you'd like. You will never be powerless to a man again, and I will never betray your trust as your handmaiden here intends to do. I will be a mother to you, and you will be reborn. I will not be owned by a man again. Any man on earth who tried would die by your hands. Do it. Make me like you. Excellent. I... She still draws breath. That was my intention. We'll need her to help you after you've changed. What part is she to play in this? <laughs> her final act as your handmaiden will be providing you a meal. One last time. What, what am I to do now? Just trust me. Dawn and Viv arrived in the dreamscape, holding opposite handles of the steamer trunk. Keegan arrived shortly thereafter. Rita had been... tap dancing? Eh, I think we all know that's not the weirdest thing they could have poofed in on her doing. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, oh, where am I? What, what are you, Steve? What are you doing? shuffle, step, ball change. <laughs> ball change. Uh, oh, uh, what's this? Y'all took forever to get here. So you saw it as a little opportunity for some Fred Astaire make-believe time? Listen to me. Fred Astaire can snort my fucking gooch. I was trying to remember what Cora Lored taught me in the 30s. 
you're trying to remember a tap dancing lesson from the 30s, you're never going to remember that. No, time isn't an issue. Time is a flat circle. My problem is the gay panic. How am I supposed to remember tap moves taught to me by a beautiful Broadway star? Huh? You know, actually, that would be pretty difficult. Right? Uh-huh. You can try to tap your way through your gayness on your own time. Sorry, I just didn't expect 20 fucking questions about my tap shoes. <laughs> see? Back to combat boots. I'm all business. Okay. Before we start, let's see if everything in the trunk made it here all right. Dawn stepped to the- Who the fuck is what? that? What happened? Ugh, we don't have time for this narrator shit, Rita. Wait, y'all are hearing the narrator? Rita? Can you not hear me? Yes! Can you cut it out? This is a delicate operation. I can't have him scaring the bejesus out of me at the wrong moment. Oh, so nobody is going to explain why there's a narrator here. He's an, He's an auditory, auditory hallucination, hallucination. Rita, Rita has, has when she takes certain drugs. certain drugs. He's not I'm not a hallucination. Y'all are seriously hearing him. Yeah. Yes. Of course we are. Oh, Rita didn't take any of the magic mushrooms. So? That's why she can't hear me. You're her hallucination. If you're talking to us, she must be hearing you. Huh. It's almost like I'm not a hallucination. Uh, but if you're... No, no, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you're obviously a hallucination and Rita isn't noticing you right now because she's literally a celestial being and there's an entire bustling pocket dimension in this head of hers. You're just another one of the ambient sounds in here. She shared a brain with me. I know from experience. But she really can't hear you right now? She really can't. Um. Oh, oh, okay. Look. Slurpin on a Venus. <laughs> Bofa. Sugma. Ligma. <laughs> My wife. Rita. What? Why are you two snickering? Brendan Fraser is overrated. Whoa. <gasps> Fuck you, narrator. Obviously, I don't really mean that. Damn, she really can't hear you. Are you really hearing him? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, just try not to scare the bejesus out of me while we're in here, okay? I mean, I'm never trying to scare the bejesus out of you in here. Just don't go opening any of these doors. You know how I do in here. What? No, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the narrator. Oh! Um, I mean, I'll do my best, but my name is literally... The narrator, I know. Yeah. Should, uh, should I just describe what I'm doing, or are you gonna... Gonna what? Narrate. I'm not talking to you, Rita. Hey, tell the narrator I miss him. Aw, that's so sweet. He can hear you, Rita. Just narrate, okay? If I get used to you narrating everything, it won't feel like you're popping in from nowhere. Viv Keegan, pretend he isn't there. <laughs> wow. Whoa, rude. much? <clears throat> Dawn flipped the latch to the steamer trunk and cracked it open. Great narration. Now everyone's caught up. Dawn surveyed the contents of the trunk, pleased to see that everything had made it safely into the dreamscape. What the fuck are you- Hello, gorgeous. You let her bring that collage of Peter Gallagher? R Rita! Get back It was easier than fighting her. She tried to bite my face. Where does that dog go? One second! Don't you dare go through that- I had to drop my collage of Sweet Pete in the pool house. You know. <laughs> for later. You know, you may annoy me as a person, 
but I understand she was a bisexual. <gasps> you share my taste in TV dads? In this case, yeah. Hi. Can we talk about DILFs later? Oh, absolutely, my guy. No. I, I, I don't mean that I want to talk about DILFs. I mean, you can save the DILF talk for later. Oh. Thank you. Take your grandma's staff. I got Thomas. Thomas? Oh, that's what I named the MPS. Miles per second? Oh, no, it's multidimensional positioning system. Viv help. Jesus. Can I continue? Uh, yeah, sorry. Viv's navigation device, or Thomas, was a device she helped design. It was a portable way for artificers to find the workshop, as not everyone was privileged with a sweet whip like the ice cream truck. It was made from an old car GPS. You know those ones you'd suction cup to the windshield? Anyway, Thomas was made from an old GPS with a cat antenna from a 1993 Honda Civic jutting out of the top. Old AV cords from a Nintendo 64 went from the GPS to a small box at the end of the antenna, where attached binder clips held on to... Oh. Oh no. Just half of the Vor fetish art that Kyle had written a note on? Don't tell me you're mad about the weird art getting ripped in half too. Is the narrator sad about the art too? Tell him I'm sad about it, but we had to. He can hear you! I mean, the art is weird, but the person who- Do you know who drew that? I've already said too much. Rita had to give the other half to Master Leonard. He can hop his little hooves around any hell dimension he wants. He should have found what dimension the note came from, and he should have an MPS tag there that Viv can pick up on Thomas. The closer he can get to where Kyle actually is in that dimension, the better. He knew Dad was in a re-education camp. Leonard said he can figure out which one, now that he has the note, and he's going to try to get in and find Dad. How does he expect to do that? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Is that a goat pun? <laughs> no, Master Leonard is a fucking legend. He invented some of my favorite fetishes. He could just imply to someone that he may invite them to the Infernal Bacchanal, and he could get into almost anywhere he wanted. Well, let's hope he bribed the right perv and he's found your dad. I'm hoping time isn't an issue. We have wasted a lot of time talking about some old dude from some TV show. No, I... You're a nice kid, but I'm gonna need you to show some respect to Sandy Cohen. Anyway, I mean time in the hell dimension. It's not gonna run the same way it does on Earth. Kyle could have been there for 20 minutes or 20 days or... Two months, Vicky. For two months, you've been a gosh darn peel about getting your parole here and bumped up. Yeah, yeah, I know. And now you're wasting our time with unsanctioned potty breaks. It's time to finish your closing statements and convince me as to why you should be allowed to leave. I'm sorry, I'm feeling a little queasy still as all. Oh, no, no. Debbie, the woman is here. She's doing her best. Why are you really keeping her here? With her history of good behavior, I don't understand why it took you so long to get her parole hearing bumped up. She's just a couple years early. What are you on about, mister? It is not an excellent question, Metatron. I agree with Metatron. I find it entirely peculiar that everyone in this room has sterling reports of Vicky's character, but you seem obsessed with keeping her here. Has she said anything inappropriate to me? Uh, well, nothing like her saying she wanted to pork your butt animal style. Uh, 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 I did not say that. 
I invited them for barbecue. You, you, can't, you can't just you, you twist my... That's an excellent idea, Dr. Glockenspiel. Debbie's previous behavior against someone on the probation board should be factored into whether or not she gets to vote on Vicky's release. Nice try, goat boy. But this probation hearing must have representation from an adjacent hell dimension, a heavenly dimension, and the DMV. <clears throat> Metatron, I hate to ask you to access your records in the middle of this hearing, but could you tell us who is contracted to run the DMV's team-building orgy next month? Yes, naturally. I do it every year. I've been planning it for a month already. Can you tell me when my contract began? Yes, a month ago. So here's what I think. I will be the representative of both my dimension and the DMV. Metatron will keep their original role. And in fairness to the importance of this decision, we expand the vote to include Martin, Dr. Glockenspiel, and the guards. Absolutely not. But whatever you think is best. No! I need to nail this nerd! You cannot use these hearings to proposition the patients! All in favor of Vicky's immediate release and the term set for the Martin Johansson say aye. And an eye for me. Uh, good, good, it's uh, unanimous. Huzzah! Vicky is free! Okay, uh, bye-bye, I'll take Victoria to grab her things, okay? Wait, 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 Vicky. Uh, how will we get our gas station boner pills now? Uh, uh, no! Oh, no! 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 Judith stood at the head of a plastic folding table. Around the table, either in folding chairs or standing, were a dozen of her fellow godslayers, including a newly inducted trapper sitting to her right. We gave Carmilla our terms, and she violated them. Two of our own are now dead, and I think it's high time my mum faced the consequences of her actions. What are we going to do? Well, thanks to Trapper, we have near-complete surveillance on Sanguis. From that, we've learned that my mother has had the magic department at Sanguis alternate Menendez's collar. Yeah! She said she was going to use it to separate Rita from Dawn. Exactly. She plans on getting Rita out of the picture so she can use Menendez as the final piece of her witch-killing hex. And what are we going to do with that information? We're going to take advantage of the information that my mother seems to have ignored. And, uh, what's that? She hasn't gone to know Menendez at all, and she's completely disregarded Dr. Simmons. If she attempts to kidnap Rita, I'm absolutely certain that Menendez and Dr. Simmons will retaliate. What we're going to do is beat her to the punch and point Menendez and Dr. Simmons at her. What do you mean? I mean to say that I'm afraid I have to give the hardest tasks to you again, little brother. Name it. What do I gotta do? You're going to steal the collar, slap it on Rita, and take her back to Carmilla's penthouse. Well, how the heck am I supposed to even get to Rita? I don't know where Sonny's house is. I've been trying to find it for... I, I was trying to find where she lived for, you know, tactical reasons. Oh, I'm sure you were. They managed to shoot off your arm before. It's smart of you to know your enemy. But fortunately, finding their home won't be a problem. 
thanks to some clever work by Ollie, my truce with them, and Menendez answering me via her workshop journal in the home, we're able to find Sunny's house despite the wards the druids placed. Even if he does find the house and make it out of there with Rita, aren't you just giving Carmilla exactly what she wants? Aren't you just guaranteeing that Menendez walks through her front door? Carmilla's fatal flaw is her own hubris. She underestimates Menendez, and that's what's going to be her undoing. You, uh, you, you think the witch could really kill her? You want to leave that to chance? Oh, I don't leave anything to chance. Don could kill her, yes, but she won't have to. Why? Because I will be on the Rita rescue squad. She'll be busy retrieving a friend while I kill Carmilla and steal her Hellforged dagger. In just a few days, I'll be in hell, hunting down Ambrosio. Hey little buddies, check out the episode details to see everyone's social media handles. Um, as usual, you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the handle at Lucky Winner Show. Um, and if you want to help us out, sharing about this show helps us a ton. We don't pay for advertisement, so word of mouth is entirely um, how we've grown this show. So if you could tell a friend, post about it in some group you're in, make recommendations, you help us a ton. Um, if you'd like to support us in other ways, we also have merch on our site. We have a couple of shirts, we have a D&D supplement. Um, yeah, so the link to our merch hub is in the show details. Um... We also have a mutual aid Google form um, that I have linked in the show details for if you are a trans person seeking to escape a dangerous state and you need some help, um, we'll be sort of collecting mutual aid requests for that. So if you are a trans person who is in a dangerous state, like, you know, we are in Texas, um, yeah, go ahead and fill that out. I would like to have um, mutual aid ad breaks, um, not really ad breaks, but mutual aid breaks. Um, to help signal boost some folks who need stuff. Um, if you also want to support the show, um, you can check out the show details for a link to our Buy Me a Coffee and our Patreon page. Um, a couple notes about our Patreon page. There are some changes if you go there. Um, it now says Mixnomer Patreon. So Mixnomer is a production company that Violet and I started to make more shows. And in the hiatus for today's lucky winner, we're going to have a nonfiction show coming out. Um, we have some other fiction stuff planned I'm currently writing. Um, but yeah, basically we're going to make the Patreon just a like one-stop hub to support the stuff we do. That way you don't have to pick and choose and it's still going to be profit sharing for the entire cast because it's going to be the same troop of weirdos making this stuff, um, making this stuff together. So the Patreon is now the Mixnomer Patreon and not just today's lucky winner. Um, so when you support us on Patreon, you can get stuff like a cool shout-out at certain levels. Like our friends Randy Lovings, Rachel Rachelson, Sewing Seraph, B. Trossler, Kelly Brennan, Smurdy Singh, Helen Clifford, M. Mosin, August Humbert, and Fleetwood Mac Sex Bands. Um, yeah, so we'll be back with a new episode on May 1st. Um, I think in the housekeeping section, last episode, I mistakenly said there were 31 episodes this season. There are actually 32, so um, you get another one. But yeah, this is episode 27. The 32 episodes this season. Just letting you know, I don't want to just suddenly be like, this is a season finale, goodbye for a while. Um, because that just feels mean. Um, 
but yeah, that's all I've got for y'all, little buddies. Um, stay safe, and until next time, try not to die.